0: You are now listening to a Fit Plus Love production. I think in the beginning, you have to trust your gut because you don't have a lot of data to go off of. And I think the thing, this has been proven to be over and over again. If you have a bad feeling about something or something isn't right, generally that's true. So you have to, like, again, trust your gut. Also for, like, good things. I think also you need to make sure that you try new opportunities, and when opportunities come up, like, you don't dismiss them right away. Sometimes, like, it's the not obvious things that end up being great.
1: That was Daniel Shapiro. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative, Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Today on the podcast, I am syncing up with Daniel Shapiro, founder and CEO of one of my new favorite athletic apparel brands, Four Labs. The women's collection is full of vibrant colors and styles, perfect for exercise and fitness classes, but also great athleisure styles as well. I wore it all throughout my trip to St. George to host the podcast and out on my runs. Before we dive into our conversation, shout out to my partners, Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. It transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed nutrition recommendations you need to optimize your health. Get 20% off today at insidetracker.com slash move or use our code CheersMarnie. Now, back to our guest, It all began when Daniel recognized a major gap in the men's athletic apparel market. As an athlete, he was disappointed in the industry's lackluster offerings for men. Armed with over 15 years of experience at major fashion brands, Daniel knew that to get what he wanted, he'd have to create it himself. He was looking for a well-designed athletic apparel brand made for the urban professional. Since the brand's launch back in 2019 with its initial men's collection, The brand has grown and expanded to encompass a women's collection as well today on the podcast i sync up with daniel to get the scoop on the inspiration behind these awesome designs for both men and women where it all began his current exercise and workout routine and how he fits it all in with his busy schedule if you like what you hear leave us a review on apple it's easy Head over to wherever you listen to your podcasts, click on the Money on the Move podcast, click on five stars, and click on leave a review. Also, feel free to give us five stars on Spotify. And, of course, feel free to share this conversation on social, wherever you like to get social. Now, on to my conversation with Daniel. It is so great to meet you, and thank you so much for outfitting my entire trip to Utah.
0: (laughs) I'm so glad you you you're were able to wear four laps in Utah.
1: It was really great. I mean, it was so cute because everybody's like wearing, you know, always wearing the same thing. And I feel like I kind of like to look a little bit different. And it was great when Lauren sent over the info because and all the photos when she reached out to me on LinkedIn because... I was kind of in search of a cool brand. That was also functional. Everything is super cute in your line. And I love the colors.
0: Color is definitely like a big part of of our DNA. So we try and like keep it bright and optimistic.
1: When did you launch 4Laps and how has the brand evolved and grown since its inception?
0: We launched in 2016 as a direct-to-consumer men's athletic apparel brand. I felt like there was a lack of like good functional athletic apparel that was that had like more of a fashion um, element to it. Um, and since we've launched, um, we've also gone into wholesale. We have um, a partnership with Peloton um, and we also moved into sustainability. So um, all of our products are made with recycled or biodegradable materials, most of them.
1: Um,
0: and where we can't use those, we use things that are very high quality. So they yeah. last a long time. Most people don't talk about that with sustainability, Um, but actually, you know, if you use recycled bottles, it's great. Um, But also, if you use materials that last a long time, that means people are buying less. So
1: I've heard uh, there are some brands in the world of cycling that have been talking about that and, you know, just keeping having fabric that lasts longer so you don't need to buy as much. Correct. That's a great idea.
0: And then we launched women's about six months ago. So that was kind of like a new area for us.
1: I think you're crushing it in the women's stuff. I mean, I know that before we officially started this podcast, I was saying how much I love the women's collection. The colors are amazing, especially the oranges and the yellows, because that's kind of my brand color. But I really love the whole bright, fun styles. Tell me a little bit about how – that inspired the collection
0: the original inspiration for the brand were was actually kind of ivy league and olympic athletes that were performing at high levels wearing like relatively simple clothes but we actually used like the ivy league color palette as like our original inspiration for the products since then it's kind of evolved and and we have like a lot of red white and blue um details on the products but For women's, we kind of softened it a little bit into a pink, (laughs) but yeah, we, you know, we still have like all the basic blacks and grays, but then we have, you know, kind of seasonal, um, colors. So, and we like to, we like to like have a good mix of, you know, bright colors in the line.
1: So the oranges and yellows were for last season.
0: So that was kind of a spring thing. And for fall, we're moving into, there's still some bright colors, but like burgundies and some darker greens and some blues. So yeah.
1: It's already fall. Wow.
0: Not wow. yet. <laughs> Not yet. But, and actually we're working on spring 2023 right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm so. sure
1: you're like a year ahead at least. I'm sure. Yeah. Before you got into your own company and launching 4 Laps, where did your career in fashion begin?
0: I worked for a bunch of startups um, out of college and a consulting firm. And then I went to work for Get the Gap in 2003. Um, and I worked there in 2009 in various roles, mostly in merchandising. I worked for Gap Brand and I worked for Old Navy. And then I left and I moved to Pittsburgh from San Francisco, which was a really great career move, but was a little bit challenging personally, just because I left all my friends and, and I really love San Francisco. And while I was living in Pittsburgh, I got really into working out. I had a lot of time on my hands and I just was like looking at the market and kind of, I felt like there was a need for a cool men's athletic apparel brand.
1: What were you doing though in your career? Like, were you working in design? Were you working in retail? Um, I was
0: working in merchandising, which. Most A lot of people don't know what that means. It's kind of like an amorphous term, but essentially like it's a product management, product management role. So basically, like you work with the design team to develop the product. You work with the planning team to make sure you have enough of it. You work with production to make sure that it's made properly. Right. And you're kind of in the middle of this cross-functional team that's all working together to 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 get the product to market and make sure that like the business is running smoothly. So I worked in, um, and it's very specific. So like I ran men's pants and shorts at American Eagle, and then my last job was running women's denim. Okay. So and you get very, you learn like very technical things about fit and you know how things are made, and and you you know you get to travel. Like I traveled to. Bangladesh and China and Hong Kong and all over the place.
1: Was there a moment in your career where you were like, "Okay, I'm just gonna do my own thing"?
0: Well, yeah, there was actually. It was a funny thing. I went to American Eagle and I said, "Oh, I think we should do athletic apparel." And they're like, "No, no, no, we're a denim brand. Like, you know, we we don't want to get in that business." And and to their you know to their credit, like at the time, like you know, people were selling sportswear and not selling athletic apparel. And like, you would go to a sporting goods store for that. So I brought up the idea. I like created like a strategic plan for to get into athletic apparel. And they're like, no, we don't want to do that. And then I got promoted. I moved, moved into women's denim. And then the Gap actually called, they were globalizing merchandising in New York. And I really wanted to move to New York. So I left American Eagle and I moved to New York. And I kept thinking about starting this, my own athletic apparel company. And then I had a kind of a challenging year at Gap. And I think sometimes when you have like challenging times, it causes you to reevaluate things. Yeah, totally. It's, you're in this corporate job, and you think it's like, gonna be perfect. And it's not so perfect.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think after the pandemic, like no, nothing is perfect.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm having
1: my own company as long as I have. I, and then there were there are moments where I'm like, Oh, having a corporate job would be so wonderful. And then I saw everybody get fired. And I was like, well, I'm used to this. I had
0: great experiences working for incorporations and I've had bad experiences. And like, yeah. and you tend to learn more. I think you learn more in the bad times than the good. But, yeah,
1: you know, you mentioned that you were, when you moved to Pittsburgh, you had a lot of time on your hands and you were working out. So what were you doing fitness and exercise wise?
0: So I started doing some, like, actually... A bunch of the trainers in my gym were like, were boxers. So I actually learned how to box. I mean, I'm not particularly good at it, but it was like, I thought it was a good form of exercise, you know, spinning, weightlifting, cardio, like all those sorts of things.
1: Was that always your go-to? Like not the boxing, but...
0: No, I feel like now, now I've like mixed it up a little bit more. I actually got kind of into Pilates.
1: Yeah. Such a great workout.
0: It's really good. And it's like, it also makes you like very aware of your body and like what you like how you move. And I find that it like helps prevent injury. Yeah. During the pandemic, you know, a lot of the gyms were closed and there was a, like a CrossFit group in my neighborhood um, and a coach that would do these classes several times a week. And, you know, it was very isolating during the pandemic. So it was kind of nice because we all got together outside and we were able to like you know, meet up in a safe environment. She's since opened her own gym. And so now like once a week I go for training with her.
1: That's great. I mean, when you launched Four Laps for Men in 2016, there wasn't a lot out there either, right? In terms of stylish men's athletic apparel, the timing was perfect, right?
0: It was good timing. And there wasn't a lot of competition in in terms of like independent athletic apparel
1: brand. Right. There still really isn't. There's like one or two.
0: Yeah, there's there still aren't a ton. Um, yeah. there's obviously a lot more in the women's space.
1: Women, yes, of course. Women have always had when it comes to fitness and athletic apparel, not for specifically like the sports I do, but more for like fitness, exercise and running in terms of function and fashion that's always been I've seen in the industry in all of my career a challenge for designers. Until recently. Cool. How did you come up with the name Four Laps? I love the name.
0: It was originally, we originally had a different name. And then my lawyer was like, you're going to get sued if you use that name. <laughs> so we worked with a, a branding agency called Black Rose. And they came up with a bunch of names. And one of them was Four Laps, And the idea was that, you know Four Laps is a mile in the U S it's your kind of your first athletic milestone running the mile. Yeah. And so obviously the logo is a four, but it looks like a ribbon.
1: It's really nice. The logo.
0: Thank you. We spent a lot of time on, on, on the branding. And I think that obviously, you know, the mile is your first athletic milestone, but it's not like four laps is not about like, the first lap or the second lap it's kind of like what happened after that so
1: a lot of the apparel that is you know in your collection is not you don't exclusively have to wear it to exercise it's it can transition from getting back from a workout and then just going to have lunch or I mean I wore some of the clothing to dinner
0: it's meant to kind of fit your life meant to fit your lifestyle and meant to like kind of take you throughout your day.
1: You you just launched the women's collection and you have your second, you're working on, you know, you said spring 2023. What are you adding? How are you growing? What are you doing?
0: Yeah, I think we're, so we have kind of the fundamentals down, um, at least on the men's side. On the women's side, we're still kind of figuring some things out. So we're testing different, different things. We did like a tennis collection this spring, which was good. And we're going to continue to test things on the women's side. I think it takes a little while to kind of get your groove. Mm -hmm. Um, But on the men's side, you know, we have had a lot of success with styles that are kind of multifunctional and, or, you know, we have like great workout shorts, but we also are doing more like in the offering kind of functional pants. And if you think about it, like people are moving away from wearing sweatpants because they're going back to work or they're starting to go out more, we kind of have to like work into that.
1: Yeah, I mean, people are going back to work and so they will need more dressy, fun apparel that's comfortable. Exactly. What are some lessons that you've learned like building a fashion brand?
0: I think in the beginning you have to trust your gut because you don't have a lot of data to go off of. And I think the thing, this has been proven to be over and over again. If you have a bad feeling about something or something isn't right, generally that's true. Yeah. So you have to, like, again, trust your gut. Also, for like good things, I think also you need to make sure that you try new opportunities. And when opportunities come up, like, you don't dismiss them right away. Sometimes, like, it's the not obvious things that end up being great. And you also need to kind of choose who you're going to work with because you don't have like an, a, a limit, you have a limited amount of. Time on your
1: hands. So, who were some of the first people that you brought onto your team and how have you been expanding the business? Yeah. So,
0: we, we, um, for a long time, there was only one person on my team. Um, and she, we worked together for like, uh, three or four years. And then she left, um, New York and went, she moved with her husband to Arizona. So, we now have five people on the team and then we have, Part time people as well. And also, like, we work with obviously like our publicist and we love your the, publicist. Love, love my publicist. <laughs> we have, we work with different people that are not four laps employees, but are like part of the team.
1: And you're selling D2C, right? Direct to consumer.
0: We sell D2C and then also through a bunch of like wholesale accounts and also through our partnership with Peloton.
1: Okay. Are you doing private label for Peloton? Uh, we
0: actually, we do co-branded
1: products.
0: Okay. So cool. in 2018, we like got, Lauren actually connected us and we started working with them very early on. And the first line was just a few items that we did for them. But all the product has, has our name and their
1: name. on. It. That's very cool for men and women. Just on the men's side. As somebody who's super busy, how do you find time to do all your training and workouts and everything that you do? I mean, I
0: definitely have to build it into my day. My building has a gym in it, which I never thought I would use, but like, it's actually quite good for like a workout in the morning. I'm also a member of Equinox. I try and do like something at least six days a week. Like I said, this morning, I like went to training, but uh, my trainer like puts together workouts for me so that I can train on my own, which is nice. But I mean, I find that like, it's just as good physically as mentally and, especially cardio and kind of helps clear my
1: mind. Was there any th- lessons that you take from all of your exercise and training that you bring into your business?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that like exercise like helps you be more, more positive. And I think that like, you know, sometimes like if I was having a hard day, we, we just moved offices, but our old offices were right next to an equinox. And like, um, if I was like super frustrated or like, you know, needed a break, I would just leave and go work out. And like, it it kind of offers it offers like a nice break from the day I actually in our new offices I tried to put showers in but like we're in like this old warehouse building and they're like we're not gonna put showers in but I really wanted to shower so like this morning I I showed up at work with my workout clothes but whatever I mean we're an athletic apparel company so it's fine
1: well where's your new office
0: um, it's in the garment district.
1: So now you're coming into, so you, but you live in Brooklyn cause I think Lauren told me. That. I
0: live in Brooklyn. Yeah. So I used to live in, in Chelsea and then, um, I got married and we moved to Williamsburg. So nice. it's, um, it's, 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 it's nice over here. It's a little bit more quiet, which, um, which I think is good cause sometimes New York could be a little intense.
1: you mentioned you were in San Francisco, then you were in Pittsburgh, but are you originally from New York?
0: No, I'm originally from St. Louis
1: from St. Louis.
0: Yeah. So yeah, so I was born and raised there. I went to college there. And then I moved to DC for a year after college, and then San Francisco, and then Pittsburgh, and then New York.
1: Nice. Are you reading any great books right now?
0: Um, yeah, so I just, I have a tendency to like read a book, and then put it down and then pick it back up again. And I was reading this book called The Little Life about a year ago, and then I couldn't get into it. And then a friend of mine was recently reading it, and I saw, she posted a picture of it on Instagram. She's like, just get through the first 100 pages. Oh. And I got through the first 100 pages, and now I can't put
1: it down. Really? Okay. And then what are you binging on, like, I don't know. I have, like, every channel on the planet. Yes, what are you binging? What are you watching?
0: So I, I have so many different things, but um, I love the show called Tehran on Apple TV. Okay. Um, so I'm watching um, the, this Basically, um, I love nature shows, but um, there's like a nature show about dinosaurs where they actually like they actually through CGI, like it looks like you're watching like a nature show, but they're dinosaurs. Wow. It's so crazy. But uh, so I'm watching that. I really am enjoying that as well. Um, And then I like the show called Hacks, which is like a like, just a funny comedy show.
1: So. That's cool. Do you have any exciting travel lined up for the summer?
0: So my husband's Turkish. I just got back from Turkey.
1: That's awesome. I love Turkey.
0: Yeah, so I was there Yes, I actually got off the plane um, yesterday. I was there for a week. And we'll probably go back this fall. And then... Were you in we Bodrum? A- I was in Bodrum, yes. Yeah. Which is, like, definitely my our happy place.
1: That is, like, <laughs> my best friend, I went from college, we... She's Turkish, and... Every summer, when we graduated, I would go with her and her family to, like, I've gone like three or four times to their house, and they live in Bodrum, but a little bit south in a place called Karga Khoi, and we, and my friend, she got married in Turk Baku, which is beautiful, right, if you've been there, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, it's, honestly, I think it's a very, I think it's very, a lot of Americans, like, don't think to go there, because they... They're going to that part of the world. They go to Greece, but yeah,
1: or they'll go to like um, Istanbul, right?
0: Exactly. But Bodrum, I think, is is heaven.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like so great to meet you. I can't wait to see your new collection and everything.
0: Follow us, and um, and and you know, we're 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 trying some new things out. So like, we have we have a dress that just came in, which, I mean, a lot of people are not working out in dresses, but it has like built-in shorts underneath, so. <laughs>
1: Awesome. This is so great. Thank you again, Daniel, for being on the podcast. It was so nice to meet you. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode links in the show notes and of course sign up for our quarterly newsletter the download to get updates deals giveaways and information on future events for 2019 i want to hear from you email me marnieonthemove on one at gmail.com and let me know what you're enjoying what you want to hear more of if you have questions for our guests just reach out